Time now for the morning line here on KMA. More discussion regarding Nebraska City's creative district took place at last night's Nebraska City City Council meeting. And with us on the line this morning with a recap of last night's relatively short meeting is Nebraska City Mayor Brian Beckett. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Mike, and thanks for having me on again. Well, thank you for being with us. And uh, first of all, we've talked about the creative district, and last time we talked, the, the council had considered uh, using almost $116,000 in Nebraska City Economic Development Plan growth funds for the city's creative district for the continuation and expansion of the Flower Basket Program. What action did the council take on this last night? Well, last night, Mike, was actually kind of a pro forma vote because we had approved it last meeting, but unfortunately it was listed on the agenda as an ordinance. It was actually a resolution, but uh, we made sure to adjust that title. But the gist of this resolution and this this amount of money is that it will continue the flyer basket and the bump-out program on Central Avenue for another four years, as well as add more blocks of flower baskets on uh, First Corso, the south of Central Avenue, that will help define the creative district, which is an area of uh, using the arts to increase economic development within your city, a program the state started a couple years ago. So we've uh, pitched in those economic development funds to the creative district for them to be able to extend the flower baskets and uh, keep the whole program going for another four years. We talked about this last time, but what is having that this flower basket program? What does that do to the creative district and in, in, in the ambiance of the downtown area? Well, it started quite a while before I became mayor, Mike. They started with the uh, downtown and the uh, historic downtown grants and things like that, where they took out a lot of stoplights. If you remember Central Avenue in the back city, used to have a stoplight about every block. But they went through and put up historic light poles, uh, they also cleared out those stoplights, put in nice crosswalk, crosswalks, and cleared it out so it's an open visual down through there, so folks can walk down through without without having the lights and also drive through. But then, the continuation of that, after a few years, was to add flower baskets to those poles, which was a program that businesses put together and and came to the council for, and we approved, and we've kicked in out. Um, economic development funds for that for some years now. But a lot of tourism bring, comes in. We've had a lot of folks at businesses say how beautiful the hanging flower baskets help. And it's it's maybe seems a bit expensive, but it's also paying for our local uh, nursery here, Grimm's Garden. They take care of those and tend those bump outs and baskets, and they actually use a gator during the summer to tow a water trailer. And when it gets hot, when it gets up in the higher 90s and triple digits, of course, those baskets mm-hmm. are watered twice a day to keep them looking great. But we get a lot of comments from our citizens and as well as our tourists coming in that it just really makes our historic downtown really pop with those. And it really makes it kind of a walkable park. A lot of folks walk along the flower baskets just to walk along Central now. So it helps beautify the town. We think it's an economic driver as well. Uh, helping attract folks to our historic downtown. As we head and uh, look into 2024, what are some of the other plans of the city's creative district for the new year? Well, there are also another item uh, that we updated everybody on on the creative district. We'll be putting in for a $562,000 uh, grant. It's a one-to-one match with the state. They use that through their through their fund that's developed from the arenas that they collect uh, tax on. 
rural communities this year can put in for $562,000, and that is because we have a creative district. It's limited to only towns that have that. I think now there's about 20 municipalities in Nebraska that have qualified for a creative district. So we'll be competing with those to get funds. The primary purpose, the biggest purpose, will be towards our Veterans Memorial Building to complete the commercial kitchen in the downstairs basement. And then to also do some more things around the stage to make it uh, more usable for, I wouldn't say modern, but community theater to modernize that stage area with light, sound, things like that, so that it can actually be used for programs. They're doing a lot of programming within the creative district. They're going to have a light tour bus, uh, tour bus of lights coming up here pretty soon for a live nativity over the Christmas season. A bunch of different things. They're trying to do the third Thursday when our Kimmelar Harding Art Center has their show every third Thursday of the month so that we bring folks in and have other things going on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be – it's a lot of work those folks have put in to try and use the arts as an uh, economic driver in town, but also to get our own folks out to appreciate uh, – give them more opportunity to appreciate the arts. Uh, there was other action last night, uh, another item involving a settlement with the Nebraska City Railroad Museum. Uh, can you talk about what that settlement action was all about? Yeah, again, we actually wound up going in and closed session on that, Mike, but uh, the gist of it is we've had an ongoing ongoing action with the courts with the Nebraska uh, Railroad Museum. They were uh, gifted some land from Burlington Railroad, about eight acres, and when we got that when we heard that from the railroad, we said, wait a minute. Our research shows us that a lot of that land, some almost about three acres of that, eight acres, is actually city right-of-way that we gave up to the rail. And some of these, Mike, are, are hundreds of years, 100 years old, and it's three or four railroads ago that have just been passed on from company to company as they purchased. But uh, the land and in, in what we have in our documents is that the land comes back to the city. Some of its streets that... Uh, we need, still need the right-of-way for and things like that. But land that was to come back to the city once it was no longer used as a functioning railroad. So we've had that action going on, and the, the party, the Nebraska Railroad Museum, has uh, made an offer to us on a, on a settlement to keep from uh, that case going forward that we could settle out of court with them, and we went in a closed session to uh, negotiate their offer. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to come come out in open session here and a couple of meetings and state where we are with that. How has that, uh, I guess, kind of uh, impacted relationships between the city and the, the Nebraska City Railroad Museum, which is one of several museums that you have in that particular community? Yeah, we've had a, we have about 11 museums of period homes in the city, and we're really proud of those. But uh, the Railroad Museum had come in with a, an initial plan now, this has been going on for probably seven or eight years, as long as I've been there, um, to come in and do some things that are originally they wanted the historic depot. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't theirs. It was the Economic Development Corporation here in town on that and had it leased out. It's currently the Calabria restaurant. So their latest plans, I think, is to build a new off-site uh, museum. But again, that's part of all on what we're working with them on going forward as far as negotiations, what can happen. So it's been an interesting, interesting back and forth. But uh, they wanted to come in and establish a railroad museum here and bring in a bunch of rail cars. And, and we've just been uh, working with them and trying to come to some of that. But this latest issue is over 
what uh, we believe is is property of our residents. It's city land that was supposed to come back to the city. Well, we'll see how that uh, turns out in the coming months. Looking ahead to 2024, is there any sort of a major infrastructure project that you folks anticipate? Our biggest project, my goal, 2024, of course, is our new housing subdivision. We've started grading on that. Um, the company is, is uh, doing final grading of the entire site, and then we'll kick into phase one and putting in all the infrastructure, curb and gutter, road and all of that. We're hoping to have final grading done by April and then be able to start actually looking at lots and possibly even having folks build as early as August in 2024. And there'll be 23 individual family home uh, parcels. And then there's eight parcels for multifamily. Well, we've run out of time uh, for this particular session. We thank you very much, Brian, for your time and We'll talk to you again in another couple of weeks. Uh, Have a good rest of the day now. You too, Mike, and thanks again for having me on. You bet. That's Nebraska City Mayor Brian Beckett on the morning line here on KMA.